starting off a new week with the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Two hours of hockey talk in the Las Vegas Valley. We have it all covered for you today. We will get the Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, Jack Eichel angle covered when Brian Duff, uh, the host of the intermissions and pregame show on MSG stops by the program a little bit later. Cool thing about uh, what he's doing because he never travels, but he's in Vegas for a, uh, just a ripper uh, of a night uh, with all their fans uh, tonight. We'll tell you all about that in a little bit, but a good update on the former Vegas Golden Knights and just what to expect from his perspective uh, on one Jack Eichel. We'll also dive into the contract extensions for the three Vegas Golden Knights that were announced yesterday. We will uh, recap the road trip. Of course, the, the first half hour belongs to you at 702-876-1340. Uh, we won't open the phone lines just yet, though, because uh, we're going to chat with Ben Goats from the Review Journal in just a little bit. And then to uh, really wrap up and get you uh, ready for what's going to happen after tomorrow night in the Buffalo Sabres and the Vegas Golden Knights is the All-Star Weekend. And Steve Mayer, uh, the uh, chief content officer, uh, one of the higher-ups of the National Hockey League, who's putting this whole thing together with the skills competition. They have two events on the strip. Uh, Blasio Fountains, they're doing something there, floating around and shooting pucks in, into the water. Hopefully not into the water, but uh, uh, onto targets. And they'll also close down the strip for a little bit and play 21 and 22, which is a form of blackjack, but you got to shoot pucks uh, at your favorite card. So you'll hear uh, Steve Mayer talk about that. He was on with the guys on... Uh, nighttime at noon earlier today. But uh, before we open the phones, I wanted to bring in Ben Goats because a lot's happened in the last couple of days uh, as we segue from the regular season into the All-Star break and coming off this road trip, Ben, uh, where was 2-1-1 in your evaluation going in uh, as far as expectations of that gauntlet? I would say definitely exceeding expectations. I mean, you look how the Knights were kind of tracking at the end of their you know eight-game homestand here going to overtime with a Montreal team that entered that game with the fewest points in the NHL, I'd say two, one and one is a heck of an accomplishment, um, especially with the way they did it. They were very good defensively in almost all of those games. They held obviously the capital off the scoreboard. They held the lightning to two goals, even in 65 minutes, you know, if you count overtime. So I think the Knights had to be extremely happy with the fact that not only did they just kind of go 500 on the road, they did one better and ended up picking up five out of a possible eight points. I think that's one when they kind of look at their resume back, uh, you know, toward more the end of the season, they're going to be really happy with what they were able to accomplish on that swing. Impressive defensively, Ben, but also like who scored their goals. It, it was the fourth line predominantly chipping in the offense with, with five of the seven goals. Yeah, that was the crazy part is you weren't having on this road trip, you know, like uh, Mark Stone outside of a uh, impressive shootout winner go off. Obviously, Max Pacioretty jumps back in the lineup the middle of the trip, but is clearly still kind of trying to work his way back into kind of game shape. Uh, the Misfit line did not have a big uh, trip at all. It was Brett Howden especially really coming up uh, big with some key goals. Nolan Patrick obviously uh, displaying uh, some incredible skill there in Carolina with his nifty move between his legs to his backhand to beat one of the NHL's best goaltenders this season in Freddie Anderson. And obviously William Carrier did well filling up kind of in the top six when injuries were happening. And then he played well when he got back to the bottom six when the Knights got a little bit healthier. 
it was really impressive to see kind of those three guys go to work. Michael Amadio go to work when he was in that fourth line earlier on the road trip. I mean, they were the reason that they ended up picking up those five out of a possible eight points because without those guys, uh, it would have been much, much more difficult for them to come up with enough offense to uh, get those results. Ben Ghost chatting with us from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, you were uh, in and about around the team, uh, watching everything, and then the team comes home uh, from the, from the road trip and tries to get focused uh, against the Buffalo Sabers. When you evaluate where this program is at right now, does it feel like they just they need to be pushed? Like eight game homestand, you get comfortable, you you go through it, but then you go on the road and, and things get tougher, and they dial up their game. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it is they just need to be put in different situations. I mean, this has obviously been such a weird year for this team where it's constant shuffling. Guys always coming in and out of the lineup. They just haven't been able to establish a consistent identity really at all throughout the year in large part through no fault of their own. And we even saw that on this trip as well. Well, right before they played the Tampa Bay Lightning, Chandler Stevenson and Dylan Coughlin go in the COVID protocol, and you know we're potentially seeing it again tomorrow where uh, Zach Whitecloud is going to be out tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. Nick Haig is more day-to-day, neither of them practice today. Um, it is interesting to watch this team kind of constantly have to kind of roll with the punches, and the punches just never seem to stop coming. I do think you know they maybe needed a push on that road trip, I am curious, you know, and obviously they'll have a long break coming up here with the All-Star break, where they're going to come a point of frustration again at some point where they're like, can we just have, you know, two consecutive games in a row, please, where we kind of can carry over the same lineup? Because it just has not been possible for them throughout so much of this year. It's insane. Do you think they turned a page with, with Robin Leonard and his game on the road trip? It was really impressive to see Leonard kind of bounce back from, you know, not like a great end of the homestand, but I thought he was obviously excellent against the Washington Capitals when he got his first shutout of the season. And then, I mean, he went toe to toe with Andre Vasilevsky yep. against the Lightning. That was really impressive to see. And it was cool to hear him talk afterward about, hey, look, I think Vasilevsky's great. I think he should win the Vesna every year. But I look at my numbers and I think I'm a pretty good goalie, too. And obviously watching those two go back and forth in a seven-round shootout was uh, really fun. I don't care you know, which team you're a fan of. That was just good hockey right there. And obviously Leonard in an area of his game that's obviously been poked at for the better part of a couple years in shootouts came up big and came up victorious in that one. And I think that has to be a huge boost for his confidence moving forward that he outdueled Vasilevsky in Vasilevsky's own building and the Knights are going to need more performances like that from him moving forward to the rest of the year and obviously potentially heading into the postseason. I don't know whether you know anything about uh, the changes or the tweaks that, that Robin's made with his uh, shootout approach. Uh, I don't, uh, but he's three and one this year in that one-on-one situation. So something has changed, right? Something clearly has changed. I mean, he's obviously talked about how he, you know, lost weight in the off season. Maybe he's a little bit lighter on his skates. feel like he can move with shooters a little bit better because Leonard is such, for the most part in his career, he's just been kind of the guy that's just been more of a big target that reads plays really well. Or maybe now he feels a little bit lighter, has a little bit more 
of the athleticism to move with shooters. But it has been really impressive to kind of see him turn it around a little bit because, you know, it's been, like I said, something that's been clearly a weakness for him. But, I mean, I keep going back to after one of his earlier shootout wins this season where he did drop the Happy Gilmore reference on Twitter of uh, (laughs) Happy learned how to putt. And, I mean, it really does seem like Robin Leonard learned how to putt. And it resulted in three extra points for the Knights, which is probably why they're still in first in the Pacific Division right now. And I think those are three points that, you know, it still has a chance at the end of the year. They're looking back and going, man, those are actually really key to us being in the position that we ended up in. Uh, chatting with Ben Goetz, Darren Millard on the VGK Insider Show. Kira is uh, with me in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Uh, we'll get to the woo in just a little bit because there's a, there's a big woo coming uh, from Kira, who's with the, the program today. Uh, our number one of the VGK Insider Show. So we look at these athletes, and they're all so confident, and they've got swagger, and they're, they're making money, and they're producing points. And you hear Robin Leonard talk about uh, his struggles in the shootout. And you realize, yeah, it, it, it weighs on you. What I was surprised at, and I don't know whether you, you saw the video, but uh, Mark Stone coming off the ice after the win in Tampa Bay. And so ecstatic because he scored the shootout winner. And I think now he's three for 13 uh, in his career in the shootout winner. And he's just screaming, I scored in the shootout. I did. I scored in the shootout. And, and, and it's, it's funny how even those elite players still have this, little thing on their shoulder going, uh, you're in tough here. And he was legitimately excited about that accomplishment. Yeah, it was so funny to see him, yeah, walking off the ice, still kind of screaming about that. Because obviously you see, you know, him go all expressive Mark Stone on the bit, just go nuts on the ice after scoring it, goes up to Leonard, gives him a big hug. But then to still have this same kind of huge level of energy, still coming off the ice, going back to the locker room. Uh, it was really incredible. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, Mark Stone, that was his third shootout goal in 14 attempts in his NHL career, and it's his first shootout goal with the Knights in three attempts. So it was not an area he had succeeded a lot in, and obviously it's not an area that the Knights are necessarily counting uh, on him for because he was the seventh guy to go in the shootout. He was not exactly high up on Pete DeBoer's list, but the fact that his numbers still got called, he stepped up and he delivered what ended up obviously being the game winner. had to be a really cool moment for him. You know, it's interesting, yeah, you say, you know, Mark Stone obviously has done a lot, been around a lot in the NHL, but I think that moment still meant a lot to him, and he's still, you know, only participating in his first All-Star game uh, this upcoming weekend, which is hard to believe. And so it is crazy kind of how these things work out and how, you know, these guys can still find ways to, you know, celebrate and accomplish new things even late into their careers. Uh, I want to just uh, brag a little bit. I was six for six in the first six shooters that went out there in calling because we play a little game in the studio uh, or on the set uh, during a shootout, like who's next, and you, and you try to get inside Pete DeBoer's head. I didn't have Stone as seven. Who do you think was eight? Who would have been that that, that next person off the bench? I was thinking Petro, good... but I, I don't know. Yeah, Pacioretty has done it before, but I don't think he loves shootouts, um, obviously. What about Petrangelo? Petrangelo, I think, yeah. could have been a good one. He's got good moves, because obviously Stevenson's off the board yeah. for you. Riley or Smith didn't go. 
Matias Yanmark didn't go. Those are two guys I think I would have looked at. So maybe I'll say Matias Yanmark. I think, you know, he was having a pretty good road trip. He's got the speed. I think he could have been a good option potentially as number eight. From the Review Journal, it's Ben Goetz with us on the VGK Insider Show. What do you got planned for this week uh, with All-Star coming in? Uh, you guys must have some uh, special coverage on the docket. We do, yeah. So make sure, I believe it's Friday's paper. Uh, people are going to be uh, real excited about what we got packaged there. Obviously, we're going to have stuff on all the night participants, which, of course, uh, include uh, Pete DeBoer, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, uh, we're going to have stuff on all the different all-stars that are going to be there, just quick hits so people can get to know them. And then, yeah, you mentioned up uh, top Steve Mayer. I talked to him today, too, the NHL's chief content officer, to try to get a little bit of the behind-the-scenes look on how this kind of all came about in terms of it getting to Vegas, how they came up with stuff like, hey, why don't we just shoot pucks at the Bellagio Fountain? Um, so I'm excited for uh, that story. Like I said, I believe that will come out in Friday's paper uh, just to, you know, hopefully set people up for what should be a very, very exciting sports weekend in Las Vegas between the NHL All-Star Weekend, the East-West Shrine Bowl, and, of course, uh, the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Do you know Steve Mayer at all? Not personally. Obviously, like I said, I chatted with uh, him today, but uh, he's a great guy. Got a ton of energy. You can oh, no. He's a the freak. The conference call that I was on. He's a, he's a total freak with that kind of stuff, and he thinks outside the box. So here's the thing with Steve. Um, he, last year, they had the Tahoe game, and the lead-up to the Tahoe game, like the day before, or the, the, the you know when they had the delay, uh, and they had yep. to, to, so Steve is on the ice, they're checking the holes uh, in the ice and, and patching it, uh, he's not patching it, but he's he's looking at uh, the conditions, he falls and breaks his leg, badly, has to go to the hospital, oh, no. and so he sticks it out for a while uh, during the game, and then goes to the hospital and has months of uh, rehab with this badly broken leg because he's on the ice. He's the guy that puts the whole thing together in Tahoe and uh, ends up watching half of it. Uh, and then the next day, while he's in the cast, is back at the game for the Bruins game. Uh, there's, he, he is as dedicated as anything, but he's done uh, like U Miss USA pageants. He's done all these cool things, and now he's on the Las Vegas Strip. And th what he's doing here, like you you heard some of his enthusiasm, uh, what he's doing here and shutting down the Strip and doing this Bellagio Fountain is is a high watermark for him. Like it's It's a coup to be able to shut down the Strip for an event. Yeah, he is so excited about the possibilities here. It was funny, you know, talking to him. He's like, look, like we're in Las Vegas. Like you look at every marquee that's up and down the Las Vegas strip, you know, and the glitz and the glamour. And he's like, so we're not just competing to like pop ourselves. We're competing for the entertainment dollar and obviously one of the entertainment capitals of the world. So I think they've really tried to kind of raise their game for this one to make an event that is going to draw eyeballs, that is going to draw people's attention in this town and I'm certainly excited for it and uh, shout out to Steve for obviously toughing through last year who says it's only hockey players exactly in this sport that are tough it's the behind the scenes people too and I you know have worked through many a sore finger in my day typing <laughs> out articles so it's everybody you know skills uh, competition is Friday afternoon a 430 start there and then the game is at noon on Saturday uh, what are you looking forward to the most as uh, as just as an individual I don't know how many all-star game events that you that you've been to but uh, a hockey all-star weekend is still pretty cool yeah honestly it's just uh, this is really simplistic but it's just to see all these people 
in the same place at the same time. I'm so excited to, you know, watch Connor McDavid and like Mark Stone try to mesh on the ice together three on three. I'm excited for them to go up against Alex Ovechkin and then shoot on guys like, you know, Thatcher Demko and um, Freddie Anderson and all this stuff. It's just so cool having all these people on the ice at the same time and really getting to kind of watch them up close, how spectacular they are, because it's easy to see a lot of these guys um, kind of shine in their own games, especially when they come to town. But to have them all back in town in one place competing against themselves, even though it's, you know, a three-on-three and it's not exactly going to be the tightest of checking out there, it's unbelievable to watch the skill that all these guys have. I mean, even down to the defensemen with, of course, guys like Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi. And I'm really looking forward to them going kind of head-to-head and trying to one-up each other a little bit out there. Yeah, all that edge work. It's going to be crazy. Uh, And this might be the only place that you could have pulled off an all-star game in the National Hockey League is is Vegas. And having all the stars actually commit and show up and and not go through through the mass uh, withdrawals uh, of players. Guys are really excited about coming here and and doing it. So I appreciate it. Look forward to your coverage. Big uh, special edition coming out on Friday on the RJ. And uh, we'll follow Ben uh, via Twitter and as well uh, in the paper through the Buffalo game. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it today. Nice catching up with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. It's a uh, nice guy in the media ever. Uh, ben Gozo with us on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show. VGK Insider Show, our number one from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Nice. We had to, Thanks. You had, to, you had to tell me that. Uh, Kira, how are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks. I made uh, Kira uh, pop in uh, a little bit early. She's uh, taking the place of Chris Chapman today, and uh, Chapman's on assignment. Ryan Wallace is away as well. We hope to have the whole band back together at some point this week, but uh, Kira is uh, pushing all the buttons and making sure that we're on the air, reminding me of things when I forget them. And you also got in here a little bit earlier so we could record this interview with Brian Duff and a little bit of Jack Eichel conversation. There was so much anticipation for the Buffalo Sabre game tomorrow night. People oh, really, really wanted him to play. He wants to play in that. And yep. it's, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but Jack's not going to play that game tomorrow. I know, but you have Jack Eichel is like this huge, it's like waiting for like your mom says you're going to go to the candy store. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting to go to the candy store, and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're, a nice you're waiting. Mom. I, my mom would never let me go to the candy store. <laughs> my mom liked me. <laughs> Good, that's that's fair. <laughs> Kira's fitting in well here. <laughs> I'm trying. No, but it's like you're waiting to go, and you and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and it just the time never comes, and you just keep waiting and waiting. And this is one of those things that it's like, okay, well, we've been waiting for so long. There was this possibility in our heads that it could be tomorrow. And then it's not. It's not. But the Vegas Golden Knights do go to Buffalo later on. Yeah. 
I anticipate that he will be in the lineup uh, at that point. Uh, we always open up the phone lines the first uh, half hour of every Monday, so let's do that now. 702-876-1340. You're coming off the road trip. You watch the Vegas Golden Knights go 2-1-1. One, and one. What were your report cards uh, for the road trip? What's your assessment? What are you going to do All-Star Week? Uh, are you excited about uh, the skills competition and what's going to take place at the Bellagio Fountain or on the Strip or the Breakaway Challenge? They're bringing in some guests uh, to judge the breakaway challenge. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the fastest skater and the hardest shot and some of the more traditional events. Uh, it's the first time for the Las Vegas to host the All-Star Weekend. Ron is on with the VGK Insider Show, leading us off today on this uh, fabulous Monday. One more game before the All-Star break tomorrow night against Buffalo. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show, Ron. Thank you very much. Um, I enjoy listening to you guys all year. Nice to have you with us. So what's in your mind? Two questions. One, I was curious why Pacioretty never is in the shootout. Uh, I heard a little bit earlier you said you thought he might not feel comfortable in the shootout, but he's such a good shooter, uh, very good skills. You would think that he would do pretty well. I'm with you, and and uh, we see him on breakaways. We see him uh, in different situations uh, on on demand rushes where he's able to let that puck loose. And and I'm speaking of situations that are transitional uh, in the game, not just uh, the normal times that he, he scores goals, uh, whether it's sitting on the wing in the power play or in zone coverage. So we we know that he can score goals in transition, but some guys just aren't aren't a fan of it. And uh, there's uh, they give way and default to to others. Now their first three. The, the Golden Knights' first three are, are locked in. And, and oh, they're, what, they're amazing. You know, what, what they're able to do right out of the gate. When you get down the lineup a little bit, uh, it's, it's more of a hunch uh, from the coach. And maybe Pete asked, I haven't talked to Pete about this or, or, or Max, uh, whether he goes to him and say, you want to go? Um, he probably did that with, with, with Mark Stone. There, there might be a little bit of give and take in, in that regard. But uh, it is it is significant when you realize that you get seven deep into a shootout and arguably your top goal scorer uh, with Max Pacioretty isn't in that. So I would say it's more personal preference for, preference uh, from a Pacioretty standpoint. Okay, and it was great to see Theodore do a different move. He's been kind of predictable the last couple times and, and he mixed it up and it was great to see him try something different. What... Uh... Where are you on this? Do you keep going with the same move until it goes cold on you? And when I mean cold, like a couple of uh, tries in the shootout, two or three games, or do you or do you change it up just to keep the goalie honest? I, like I keep going back to the the well. I was surprised when he changed it up. Well, he got stopped the last two times, mm-hmm. I believe, um, when he tried that, and it just looked predictable because he's done that same move almost all year. So. I think you got to mix it up at some point. Um, so, you know, when they scout you, they know, oh, I'm going to lean towards this side because he goes here most of the time. Um, that's my feeling. I think you got to mix it up at some point. He sells it so well that I'm, I'm surprised even when goalies know it's coming. I mean, Nick Waugh, guys know the, the motorcycle kick's coming. 
and and but he sells it so well when when you're in that situation that it's hard to uh, catch up. Uh, appreciate the call, Ron. Thanks for uh, joining us. 702-876-1340. It's Monday. It is your time. Uh, the VGK Insider Show turns the show and the program and the airwaves over to the Vegas Golden Knight fans and hockey fans uh, all over the Las Vegas Valley for your opportunity to chime in on what you're seeing in a 2-1-1 one one road trip that uh, went through four beasts of teams and you walk uh, back in the door with five of a possible eight points and you're back in first place. This is the reality. If Vegas doesn't go two one and one or pick up five of possible eight points, they're not solo one uh, P one in the Pacific division right now because of what uh, the Anaheim Ducks have been able to do. So uh, it was a really important road trip uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Back to the phone lines. Mike, you're on the VGK Insider Show. How are you? Hello, sir. I look forward to the band being back together yeah. as soon as possible. Me too. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And it, maybe tomorrow night we'll we be regaled with Ryan on the post game. I hope it would be good. Uh, although Doug Marsh has done an amazing job, and uh, stick out to uh, to Marshy for for stepping in. Just got off the phone with him actually right before the uh, the program to to just uh, chat about uh, things and uh, what he's uh, what he's experienced in in talking to people himself uh, on Indeed. the uh, on the post game show. What was your we assessment? Have kept him uh, busy. You have, have kept, kept him busy, and it's been fun because uh, of the nature of the road trip, bookending it with a couple of wins. Yeah, what a nice road trip. I mean, what a just a marvelous way to end it. And once again, at practice today, uh, someone said, and you bristled the last time I brought this up, which was a long Ooh, time ago. Ooh, bristling! Yeah, you I did. love it when you, you say you, that I bristle. You audibly bristled. I swear. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have been known to bristle. Indeed you did, like a good old porcupine, but I'm going to bring it up again because it's high time we did. Somebody asked me, when is the trade deadline? March 21st. I know, it's it's seven weeks away. Ah, I thought I was going to be able to answer something without bristling, and I was going to be so happy that that we could just have a Well, I mean, I wouldn't ask you that question because that's like, you know, asking you uh, when Christmas occurs. You know, it's just not I believe it's in December again this year. It will be. No. Uh, in this case, we're seven weeks away, but we're really not. I mean, Eichel's got to be put into that lineup right after or soon after the All-Star break, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. That's the thing, Mike. It's it's all about what the scans and the bones tell you. And uh, three months, I'll go back to it. He had the surgery on November 12th. Mm-hmm. Three months was the – and I'm not, I'm not bristling. Uh, I'm not yelling. I'm not sort of. frustrated. I'm just exasperated and ticked off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm that, that <laughs> at all. But I'll, I'll just I'll go through it again for everybody to because I have to remind myself, Mike, in watching him on the ice and watching him do what he's been doing in practice. And they did a three on three scrimmage before they left for the the the, the road trip, and uh, and he was up and down the ice. They've they've had different situations where it's not necessarily battle drills, but there's uh, some flow uh, to the uh-huh. to the drill and and watching his progress from when he first skated with the team uh, to now you're seeing a real evolution and and development of his game where he's so comfortable and he skates beautifully he shoots wonderfully he's he's there's a, a competitiveness to him in practice now where he's expecting his hands and and execution 
to be there, maybe ahead of schedule from from where uh, it, it's necessarily uh, deemed to be. But but he's he's now at that. Okay, I, I want to really be where I've always been. And mm-hmm. what's what's going to maybe he hits that tomorrow, Mike? And he's he's the Jack that that was was scoring a point and a half a game. That still doesn't put him in the lineup. It's the, the what the scans will show when that bone has suitably grown around the artificial disc where he is going to able to be able to take a hit, be able to take contact within a game situation, and nothing is jarred loose. For as as simple as I can put it, he's got yeah. an artificial disc in his neck. He it needs to be perfectly stable and not be able to, if he takes a bump or gets rock coming across the middle, whatever it is, where he's in no danger of anything coming loose. And, 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 and he's this, never, I mean, no one in the NHL has ever gone through it. Right. So we don't have a playbook so, on this one. So if it's three months, Mike, if if the the outset is three months from surgery and at, at least, we're still two weeks away from that. Well, no, I give you that. Here's so, what I'm going to ask. So if and it's then after you can All-Star Game, me. if it's after All-Star Game, you're still, you got the 8th and the 9th, you got the 16th, uh, the 18th and the 20th, and then you get back into your regular schedule. Uh, I'm looking at, I've always looked at it with three and a half months, and if he comes back a little bit sooner than that, it's great. But I've always had it in my mind, if if three months is like sort of like the, the, the bar for, for at a minimum, then I was going two weeks more. Okay, well, then that makes sense. But here's my point, I guess, is that Kelly and George cannot say the day before he's ready or a few days before he's ready, uh, Jack, you look like you're about ready. And he goes, let me in. Let me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready to go. You can't just then suddenly decide to make a move. You've got to be ready to make that move long before that, don't you? Well, I don't doubt that there's conversations taking place to cover off every avenue. Okay. Right now, that that Kelly McCrimmon uh, is talking to his staff, and Kelly McCrimmon is talking to other managers and working things out, like having preliminary conversations uh, with different people on on potential moves. Like he's he's not going to be caught in a situation where he has to make a move in five hours to get Jack Eichel in the lineup. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. It was a very astute uh, uh, observation by you, Mike. But uh, these these conversations that he's probably having right now, uh, or when he gets a sense that Jack Eichel's nearing the time to be activated, uh, that, that he'll start having discussions uh, and and looking into to different scenarios, but there's there's no sense in doing a lot of legwork when you you don't have to necessarily make a move because we don't know what the lineup's going to be. If it's if it's another month, Mike, there's not a lot of reason and managers will other managers aren't gonna get in deep into the weeds on on a transaction when they know that you're gonna be another month before you can pull the trigger on it. They'll be superficial conversations, but I don't think that, that Kelly's anywhere near uh, getting serious on, on any type of deal until maybe 
maybe a couple of weeks before. And I'm I'm speculating there, but that's that's the way I see it. Is he is he is he gauging interest uh, on what he could possibly do? Are they talking in hockey operations what they could possibly do to make it all work? Yes, but mm-hmm. are they getting serious about it yet? I don't think so. Okay, well, see now you did that with the same calmness that you play with <laughs> when you're an Eba. Oh, there's 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 uh, the only uh, real elevation in anything when I'm uh, on the ice. Is my heart rate? Other than <laughs> and the that, sweat yeah, glands. Uh, uh, other than that, I'm just having a having a ball out there. Uh, thanks, Mike. You be well. You, we'll see you, you practice bet. tomorrow. Uh, there's right. our there's our friend Mike on the VGK Insider Show seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. A couple of uh, lines open for you as we uh, continue. Actually, we'll take a break right now and uh, we'll come up. We've got uh, Steve Mayer on the way. We have also got uh, Brian Duff. Uh, waiting in the wings, and we've got a one-timer segment, so it's a jam-packed show, and the play of the day uh, from the weekend as we continue. I didn't realize that we were already half past. <sighs> Kira, getting in trouble. Yes, sir. That's Big why I was like, trouble. oh, You're like, uh, wrap it up. Uh, we'll take a break <laughs> when we come back. Uh, plenty more, uh, both on the All-Star weekend as well as the visit by the Buffalo Sabres and some former Vegas Golden Knights making a return to the Fortress. It's uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show, coming with you on a Monday. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Called a couple of people today. Sure did. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Brian Duff coming up. He answered. Sabres host. Talk about uh, Jack as well as Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck playing tomorrow night. Duffer's awesome. Give you the full rundown. As well as uh, Steve Mayer, the chief content officer for the National Hockey League. He's uh, the guy that, uh, that runs the... NHL awards, any outdoor game. He's the guy that, that comes up with the crazy ideas to play it uh, beside a lake in Tahoe or where uh, where they do things at baseball fields or different stadiums. And uh, he's, uh, he's running the All-Star game this weekend. And they're going to shut down the Las Vegas Strip for a little bit on Thursday to record two skills competitions for Friday night's skills event at, at T-Mobile. So one of them is is called uh, 21 and 22, and that's a accuracy shooting competition. It's not the accuracy shooting event that we're used to, and they're still mm-hmm. going to do that with the targets where mm-hmm. they shoot out the foam targets. Right. It's going to be 21 and 22. There's going to be 52 cards out uh, on this wall, and the players are going to shoot the cards and try to make 21. Blackjack. Oh, I love they're, that. They're basically going to play blackjack with a stick and a puck, and try and hit these targets. I love so that. It's going to be really cool. I hope they're better at it than me with actual blackjack. Uh, you you don't uh, do very well with the blackjack. No, I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm not good at it. What's the point where you hold? Like, what's your number? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. I think it. We could have some pretty high numbers here with these guys. I think with, so. But but the the cards are stacked in like five rows, so wow. it goes goes way up. So they might have to do the flipper uh, up there. It'll be really cool. And then you've got the Bellagio Fountains uh, competition where they're going to uh, be in the fountains on these pods, like lily pads uh-huh. or boats. Okay. 
if I could use those two analogies. I mean, and they're going to be they're going to be saucing the puck, like passing it, uh, flipping it up, and try to make it land on another raft or oh. lily pad. And if the, and if they miss, what happens to the pucks? Right into the fountain, like right right into the water. Forever. So the player forever, <laughs> forever and forever. ever, they are not to be retrieved. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like uh, sometimes in golf course people jump in and, and grab them? Uh, so that's gonna that's gonna happen. That's the NHL fountain face-off. And uh, Steve Mayer is the the brainchild of all this stuff and uh, running the All Star Weekend in Vegas and uh, one of the higher ups with the National Hockey League. And he couldn't join us in this time slot because he's busy. They're doing some rehearsals, but he did step on. Nighttime at noon earlier today uh, with hosts Dave Gosher and Derek Anglin and walk through some of uh, the plans and the execution for All-Star Weekend and the Skills Competition. Here's Steve Mayer. We are joined by Steve Mayer, the Executive VP and Chief Content Officer for the National Hockey League. Steve, great to have you with us on the line. Uh, Dave and Derek here. What have you been up to? Is this a slow time of year for you? Oh, it's just so slow. And, <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Derek. How are you? I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a little something this week, but other than that, nothing else. No, it's, it's listen. It's great to be here in Vegas. There's a buzz uh, always here for hockey. This week, even more. All star game coming up this weekend, so we're we're really excited. And yeah, it's busy, but. You know, these type of events, that's what gets the blood flowing for all of us at the at the NHL, and this one's going to be fun. So the skills competition, I'm really intrigued by, Steve, and I, I know that uh, you must put so much time, you and your staff, into creating unique events like this, and you're in one of the most unique places on the planet bringing this to Vegas. Tell us a little bit about players that are going to be in the fountains here at the Bellagio for the, the fountain face-off, and then you've got some other things planned for the skills as well. So, you know, you, you said it. I mean, you know, to have the creative backdrop of Vegas, you know, you just can't do anything that's just normal here. you gotta got to think out of the box. And, you know, one of the things in, in our many times here over the years, you know, we've seen or just you know, how, how incredibly, you know, uh, unique this environment is sort of entertainment-based, and I think there's an expectation that if you're going to bring an all-star to Vegas, you better do things a little differently. So, you know, we, just, we sort of thought, like, what would feel different? What would be unique? And, you know, we've never done a, a skills event outside the arena. It's always been inside the arena. And and having some experience, I, I think a few years back when Derek and, and your team made the final we put Panic at the Disco in the fountain, and we did a music performance. So we love the fountains and what they sort of represent, how iconic they are to Vegas. And so we're doing an event in, in the fountain where we're going to test the skill of passing. And essentially for fans, you, you, when you look at this, this scene that we're going to create from above, it's going to look like we're building a rink in the Bellagio Fountains. Really cool, taking advantage of the fountains, the lighting, and all the above. We think that's going to be a great event. And then we're also going to do an event on the Strip, uh, shutting down the Strip for a short amount of time. Uh, but we're going to do a, an event which kind of combines Vegas and, and the NHL. Uh, we're we're going to stroll out a giant truss of 52 cards. So imagine that, that and taking up the whole road. 
and our players are going to be shooting pucks at those cards, and every time they get a card, that's their hand. So they're trying to create a hand of 21, blackjack, and then, you know, the one who gets closest wins that particular hand. Um, I'm trying to describe it in a very short amount of time, but a lot of fun. Uh, the players who have heard about this, their reaction to what we're doing has been pick me, pick me. <laughs> and so the All-Stars are really psyched on, on those two. And then in the arena, we're bringing back an old favorite, which is called Breakaway Challenge. It's where the players sort of show off their personality, do some very creative things. Trick shots are huge. They go viral. So, like, what will they do on the ice to show off their personality? And that's an event we're bringing back and working with the players who are going to participate in it so that we do some cool things that are very unique and memorable. So you've got Fountain Face-Off, 21 and 22, and then the Breakaway Challenge that's coming back. How long, Steve, have you been pondering, thinking, I mean, you, you guys do such a great job with all these unique events, be it Winter Classics, Outdoor Games, All-Star Games. How much time did you and your staff put into this weekend and how you could make it unique considering the backdrop of Vegas? Well, listen, it's what we do, and and we you know we appreciate these opportunities to once again also be doing events in front of fans again and you know and we yeah we've been working hard on it i'll tell you we've got an amazing cooperation from all those here in vegas um you know the police the public works the golden knights um mgm timo like it's just incredible how everybody has embraced us coming here for all-star uh, but, yeah, we've been thinking about it for a long time. And you know what? We've got a few days to go, and we'll continue to think about how do we make it better. Every phone call I'm on, every meeting I'm in, everything that we're doing with our entire team this week is only to keep on making whatever we're doing even better. We'll tweet till the, the last possible second. Uh, but we do think we have some foundation, some elements that, that will be really good. And, you know, again, we just hope the fans enjoy the event and have some fun. Well, too. We, the players are going to love it. Yeah, we can't wait to see it, Steve. I, I know you're in a time crunch. One more question for you. And I, I think everyone, uh, they're all great. The, the, the players in the fountains thing, to me, I think is going to look fantastic. Um, how did you, how does one go about, go about testing that in terms of how, how is it all going to, how did you get to this point? Where you said, you know what, the heck with it. This is going to work. No, no, we, we've been testing. I, everything we do, we prototype. We, you know, we might not do it in the exact condition of the fountains, but we, we build in parking lots. In fact, if you can find us uh, tomorrow, all day long, we're going to be testing some of this equipment even more so. You know, and, and it, that's always unique when you're doing an event for the first time. You, you, you got to get it right. And so, you know, we tweak, we, we find out how far the players need to be away from the trust. We... We work on how the cards fall and how they, you know, the, all the elements that, you know, could go wrong, we try to test and, and make sure that they don't go wrong, you know. And so, you know, we, we really do take a lot of time to rehearse to try to get things just right. You just never know at the moment. But, uh, we, yeah, we just don't walk out there and pray it works for the first time when we do it on Friday night. So, yeah, there will be a lot of rehearsals all week. Everybody from the NHL is already in town. We're, we're building things around town. Um, there's, there's way more events than just the two that are in the arena. Uh, but, again, 
these are the, you can hear it in my voice, you know, the, these are what we, we love doing when we get psyched for. And, and, and again, you know, Vegas is a great backdrop, beautiful backdrop for us to have an all-star game. Steve, we can't wait to see it. Thanks for jumping on with us, and we'll see you this weekend. Hey, thanks for your time, guys. Hope to see you this weekend. Certainly will. Uh, Steve Mayer uh, with us uh, on Nighttime at Noon today. Wanted to bring you some of that conversation with Dave Gosher and Derek Anglin. So the skills competition events, two of them will be held outside of T-Mobile Arena, and they'll be pre-recorded because yeah, it's going to take place on Thursday. The Fountain Face-Off, that's at the Bellagio Fountain, where they'll be skipping pucks over to lily pads, little places uh, that are floating around uh, on the Bellagio Fountain, and they're I've heard a couple of little tidbits about this event. It's going to be awesome. And the Las Vegas NHL 21 in 22, and that's blackjack where players are shooting at cards, and it's stacked up like five rows high. And you have to make uh, your best hand at blackjack uh, from from the players. And inside the rink, you got the NHL fastest skater, the NHL save streak. That's coming back where uh, where goalies are, are making saves and trying to put it together. The hardest shot competition is there. The breakaway challenge is also back this year. Uh, that's where creativity comes into play. And uh, Wyatt Russell is going to be part of the uh, the judging uh, for that, I believe, for, uh, actor and uh, former goaltender for Division One College. And the accuracy shooting uh, rounds it up. So it's a lot going on around All-Star Weekend. And we want to send you to the NHL Truly Hard Seltzer NHL Fan Fair, which is Thursday through Sunday in the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. Be caller number nine, and you will win two tickets. And this is a must-attend because everything, the trophies are there, the mascots are there. There's NHL Hall of Famers floating around there. Uh, my buddy Paul Coffey's going to be in town. Uh, we're recording some of the Chirp podcasts there uh, on Thursday and Sunday. So there's a whole bunch. Uh, Ashley Weiss is going to be around there. Gary Lawless uh, must uh, attend. If you're a hockey fan, you have to do uh, the fanfare. Uh, you can pick up tickets at NHL.com slash fanfare, or you can win two tickets by being caller number 9 to 702-876-1340 right now. You have to come to the station, to Lotus Broadcasting, though, to pick them up because the tickets are actually in the building. It's not an app that you use like we normally do for VGK tickets. So caller number 9 right now, and we'll come back with a play of the day. And at the top of the hour... Brian Duff will give you the update on Peyton Krebs as well as Alex Tuck and give us a little hint on what we should expect from Jack Eichel when he gets into the program. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights back at it tomorrow night against the Buffalo Sabres. Got a schedule report for you to give you an idea of what uh, Krebs and Tuck have been up to as well as what to expect when Jack Eichel takes to the ice when my buddy Brian Duff joins us in hour number two. But right now, before we get to that, it's the play of the day. Mark Stone can win the game for the Knights in the bottom of the seventh round. The captain goes left, the righty to the middle, he shoots, he scores! Mark Stone wins it for Vegas. The shootout in the seventh round. Talk about expressive. Stone twirls back down the ice, pounds Mitz, and goes right to his goaltender. Taps him on the helmet, and the Knights win it 3-2 in the shootout. A Saturday evening thriller from Mark Stone. Was he ever excited? Third time that he scored in the shootout. Sends the Vegas Golden Knights home from that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning with a 2-1-1 record uh, on the road trip. A big-time performance by all in uh, the lineup, and the captain came through. Coming up next, our number two, 
the Buffalo Sabres side, as well as one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.